mic, mic, mic check. What's up? Welcome to the Tony Gallo Show. My name is Tony. I am the host of this podcast, and I'm here with my co-host and best friend, Sahaj Shah. Sahaj, say hi. Hi. Hola. It's been a while since we've been on the podcast because we've been, um, what do you call it, busy, I guess you can say. Um, but a lot has changed ever since, and we're going to talk about it today. Like, Sahaj is married. That's crazy. Congratulations yes. on you. your marriage. Thank you. I can't see you. Thank you. Um, that's. I think that's like the biggest story, right? That's the biggest change. That is the biggest change. Damn, we haven't done a podcast in a while. That's no, the biggest change. We haven't done a podcast <laughs> in a while. It's been, it's like, been a month now since yeah. I've been married. That's Yesterday wasn't one month. Oh, happy one month anniversary. Which oh, that, oh that's why you guys went for dinner. Yeah. Oh, so I, I, I thought you were just doing like a casual Tuesday, uh, Monday date night or something. Nah, this is two and one, I guess. Sure. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I completely forgot. 7-Eleven. Sorry. I didn't wish you guys a happy uh, happy one month, Gino. I some completely forgot. I just screamed <laughs> his wife. <laughs> I hope she heard me. Um, but we're back in the uh, studio here up in the uh, penthouse in Uptown Dallas. Just kidding. One day. One day. Yeah. Um, one day. We'll have our own studio. How you been? <laughs> I've been the same as you. <laughs> I ask you like I don't see you every single day of my life. Um yeah, we've been good. We've been working and uh I think man I don't want to sit here and complain about work because so I I how do I say this? Mm, I just I'm I'm, hit, I'm hitting a wall at work and I kind of want to I've been interviewing for different and this is something I haven't announced. So big news right here. Big news, big 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 news. Um I've I've been interviewing for different positions in the private sector like i'm ready to get out of law enforcement i'm i think i've hit my my wall and there's so many frustrations that i i would share not right now i don't think this is a time right now maybe later on if i leave i'll share my frustrations as to why i want to leave um but for right now i think i'm just gonna stick it through until i find something i do have an interview tomorrow with another company though what's this one about it's a law firm. Oh, okay. This this is this is good. This yeah, is good. and I want to become a, an attorney, but I I don't know if the pay is going to be. I don't. We we get paid pretty solid money right now, so I don't know if the the pay for that role in the law firm, which is I think a like a, an assistant legal administrative assistant type role, but I want to become a lawyer eventually. So it would make sense that I transition into the legal industry and then kind of, you know. What's the pay like? Do I you know? I don't know yet. This is someone I reached out to who reached who gave me information about a law firm and just through connections, basically. Yeah. No, so, that's good. I mean, that's how you got to do it, right? Yep. But yep, yep. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And you have an interview this week. Yeah, I have an interdepartmental interview. So we'll see how that goes. Looking forward to it. I won't say much on it, though. You don't want to even say what you're interviewing for? No. I don't want them, in case they listen to this podcast, to know that. We talk about the police department stuff. All I'm going to say is it's a it's a position where you can exercise your physical health, your mental health, and you help others in the process. Oh, I'll come speak about the police department in this podcast. I have no... No, I can't. Not today. Maybe some other day. 
No, you can't do that. Not until a, one, not a solo. Um, and it's not like the police department is it's not all bad or, or anything, but I have many frustrations. And I think I share many frustrations with a lot of my colleagues. Um, and it, it just never, never mind. Maybe when I get out. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe when, when I get out. out. And it's not because I'm, I'm scared. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not scared to say what I want to say. I want to say it, but it just doesn't, it's going to go down a negative train in this podcast. I'm, I'm trying to make it about positivity and laughter and comedy and things yeah. like that. You know? And plus if they ever find out or they ever listen to us, I'm not trying to get fired. So. Fair enough, but he's not saying it. I'm saying it. And the, the thing is, oh, I di- fire me, please. Come on, please. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Let's it, there's it. no reason to fire me, first of all. I want to speak my mind. I can speak my mind. You, um, and I, and I, I... The DPA sent us all the warnings, so... What we, do they say? Just whoever's... Are you part of DPA? No. Okay, yeah. We, we can't say... We can't <laughs> talk about all that stuff and go down that rabbit hole. It's been a it's been an email that they have sent out before too. Oh, just because they want to prevent officers from getting disciplined, fired, etc., for exercising their opinion. Uh, I can, yeah, I can. This isn't a, this is a freedom of speech, and everybody has frustrations within their organ within their work life. I think it's just not law enforcement; it's different yeah, it's industries. Everybody. And so if I want to come in here and share my frustrations, I, I will come here and share my frustrations. But let's we can share our frustrations, keep it very <laughs> vague. Okay, I'll keep it vague. There's there's I'll, I'll just say this. One of my biggest frustrations with the police department. If you want to grow in your career, it's almost I'm not going to say impossible because it's possible, but it's the way you go about it is stupid, in my opinion. It's 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 stupid. There's a term. I'm not going to use a term. I'm not going to use a term because it shouldn't even be a term. But there's a term out here on how people get positions, right? Go up, you know, to do better jobs, I would say, because there's different jobs within a police department. There's a term. That term shouldn't even exist. But the fact that it exists is it should be, you know, concerning to the leadership. But that's just a a culture that is, it's going to be tough to change. And if I stay with the, I'll tell you what, if I stay in law enforcement, I will go up the ranks and I would do my best to change the culture and make it a a more positive one and make it a culture where um, hard work is rewarded, you know, because there's damn good officers out here who want to work and uh, they can't, you know, and and people feel stuck in their careers and it, it turns into this negative culture. And, um, and and that's that's unfortunate. Unfortunate for the officer. Unfortunate for the organization. Unfortunate for the citizens that we serve too. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it affects morale. And the irony of this whole thing is, when we look to hire new recruits, we tell them all the time, "Oh, you can do this in the department, that in the department, the other in the department." And it's just not everything's patrol based, but it's extremely challenging to even get out of patrol, even if you are qualified for other jobs within the department that you are way better suited for than your competition. So the irony is that, you know, we preach, 
like mental health and all that stuff, but that we keep officers stuck in a patrol, which is like the worst for your mental health. It's true. I'm just I like, mean, that's what it is. It's the true. It's true. Yeah, it's, it's just, true. Yeah, it's. um, yeah. And there needs to be ways that you can get into different assignments and do different things with. If they want to retain officers out here, that's what you got to do. And, um, you know, we'll get off that. I'm I'm gonna get off of it. I'm grateful for my well, job. Well, this speaks for I'm like, grateful for my job. I think it's all big city departments because I have. Um, so apparently, in, in for CPD, they canceled weekends off again. Mm. So now they're working um, twelve-hour shifts or eight-hour shifts with no days off. And this is and my buddy texted me that this has been going on for uh, some time now. So it's. Chicago, lawlessness, police having to control lawlessness, and then no days off for the cops. It's pretty insane how you would, you you know, it's how you'd preach mental health and healthy well-being when you have 12-hour shifts with no days off. That's, I hope our department never goes on that. I hope it never even comes to that here, but that is just insane because I couldn't, I couldn't do something like that. I'm self-aware enough to say... And I've, I mean, I go to therapy that this job, doing this job has led me to have the worst mental health in my life. I've never had to worry about mental health or anything. Um, and I know there's different factors, but this job is probably one of the biggest factors for my <laughs> negative mental health, I would say. Um, and that's just it's sad. It's just super sad. But I'm doing I mean, I go to therapy and I try to, you know, combat the the bad mental health, the negative mental health, and the fitness is obviously important. So uh, even I think though the, I eat whatever the hell I want to eat. I'm hoping I can get this new unit that I'm applying for because um, the culture, I think the culture has to also change here. The culture yeah. in this, in just police work altogether is extremely toxic. And it is. there's very few bright sides in this culture. And then if you are one of the people who decides to, um, you know, go the other way or try to, you know, do something good for yourself, then you got all the, you know, it's like, it doesn't really matter what other people say, but that's how toxic it is, is if you try to do something good for yourself or you get investments or you're coming up on money or stocks or whatever, people just assume that you're doing something wrong and making success. It's just pretty jacked up too. That's, it's a whole cultural thing. I think they just, I think people, other people would rather see you stuck in their same realm as opposed to try to level up, which, um, I mean, I think people were hating on me for having a podcast, right? Yeah. I think, I heard. yeah. And I think that it's just, it's, it's crazy because <laughs> it hate on someone for having a podcast, but at the end of the day, it's like, well, I mean, Shout this is better than people. working. <laughs> it is. I'd rather have a big podcast than freaking work. Right. And one day we'll be able to, shit sucks. you know, so it's a stupid stupid sometimes i can get stupid i don't blame the people i think the people are good i blame more so the uh environment that we're in because of it so it's the environment culture it's a it's a it's like the infinity sign it just just continuation of and honestly we shouldn't be working for you especially in law enforcement like 40 hours a week is too much in my opinion they get doing that and some people do even more of it um it just breeds it just it just breeds um negativity and yeah i mean you're dealing with people's problems all day long um and there's just so much that a human mind can 
can take, you know. There's just so much that you can give before it becomes, you know, sloppy and negative and I don't want to do it anymore. So, um, it's yeah, and you and oftentimes depending on actually, you know what, whatever. Oftentimes uh you're dealing with um stupidity. Yeah. Like stupid issues, not like things that require a genuine law enforcement response. <laughs> But just silliness and it's, you know, you, you will often, you probably would think like, well, crap, I could be doing something else right now, something better right now or so I many more in a Chipotle right now. Nah, I mean, Chipotle. you know how it goes. Like it's a, it Chipotle, is what it is. Chipotle, but I mean, we're, I think that's, a, we went down a negative train. I didn't want to go down there, but. Well, we went down there. Uh, actually, pretty good job. And I'm grateful for my job. And I'm grateful for what I get to do. Uh, yeah. I have to just remind myself. There's some, there's, there's, say it. yeah, there's good benefits to it, too. Like, we got to think about the benefits sometimes. Yeah, there are pretty good benefits. That, I'm not even talking about, like, insurance and shit like that. Just, there's, there's parks the job has that other jobs there's don't provide. There's perks. So. There's perks. Perks, 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 perks. Um, do you have a story over there? Oh, I mean, the story that I have was um, I've noticed it's like housing market related because I follow the housing market. The housing market. Housing market. So I think we're up at like 6%, close to 6% interest rates now. And the crazy thing is while some ho- like homes are still staying on the market for a longer amount of time, but the prices are still astronomical. So... Imagine having a 6% interest rate and then still paying an astronomical mortgage. You can afford less of a house at that point. And to me, it's just, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I've, I follow a lot of um, uh, fitness um, like journals or whatever, and everyone keeps saying there is a stock market crash or there's some sort of a real estate pullback coming. And it's in your fitness journals. No, the, the real estate or the um, finance journals. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the stuff that I see on that they play all the time on. Sorry, uh, TV. you said you follow fi- a lot of fitness journals and it talks no, about no, no, no. Fi- that that is not stock related. Stock journals. Gotcha. 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 Yeah, I have. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um. <laughs> oh, Otis, the that NFT mm-hmm. thing you can buy. Like it's they partner a, with the uh, public dot com. Public think. bought them. Yeah. I saw that. I don't even know what public is, though. What is it's public? It's another stock, uh, like it's another stock website. Oh, okay. okay. Or uh, what, like a, like a brokerage. So what Otis is, you basically invest in in um, collectibles? I don't think. I, I think the. Because like I invested into like the first iPhone, you know, and they have the first iPhone. And then they allow people to buy assets into like of the first iPhone. Yeah, and it's it's I don't know too much about NFTs, but I know it pertains to NFTs. I think what you bought or if you put money in that first iPhone, I think that first iPhone is an NFT. I don't know if it's an I thought NFTs were um just the picture stuff. Oh, okay, is that not a Are they not? Stuff? No, no, no. This is not. This is actual like a actual collectible. Yeah, these are actual products like the first iPhone or whatever. That's pretty uh, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm down. But where's the physical $22. version of it? So they have it. So like the original. So I have the ori- one share of the original iPhone. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm I'm assuming the company has it stored 
somewhere, you know, and they just have, uh, you know, different investors. Uh, there's, um, let's see here. Uh, buyout offers $23,580. Someone's willing to buy this original iPhone for $23,000. Um, so, you know, but I, I, it's a new concept. I don't know exactly how it works, uh, but I thought it was pretty cool that it, you know, you're, you're able to invest in these pieces of history, I guess. Um, and hopefully one day, 50 years from now, someone wants to pay like stupid money to have the first original iPhone, Yeah, you know, in their house or something. So, and then, you know, they buy us out. Dude, the other thing I talk about freaking, um, so when we, maybe when we made our, the last podcast, Elon Musk was in the process of buying Twitter. Mm-hmm. Word on the street is... He might be backing out on buying Twitter. I thought Twitter. he was backing out for sure. Oh, well, he's. I think he's going to... Uh, I think if I'm reading correctly that he's going to have to uh, do take it to court and he's going to have to fight something in court that would... Um, at that, you know, uh, um, interfere with his ownership. It says Musk exposed at least uh, part of his legal strategy for maneuvering out of a tightly worded contract, largely obligating him to acquire Twitter. So I think he would have to, he has to take this contract that he's, uh, you know, may or may not have signed for Twitter to back out of it. He has to take it to court. Because right now what they're saying is if he breaks up, from buying Twitter, he has to pay a $1 billion fee for backing out of buying Twitter. $1 billion? $1 billion to back out of the contract to buy Twitter. So he's taking that to court to um, fight it so he can back out without this penalty. Well, at least it's not, um, whatchamacallit, it's not the... Uh Forty-seven billion that he was going to pay. Forty-four, yeah, something like forty-four, forty-seven. Uh, the other thing is, um, gas prices come down. Gas prices are coming down. That's a good news. That is good news. You want to know the, the bad news? <laughs> it might be short-lived. <laughs> and apparently, the reason why it's coming down is because of this tax break that Joe Biden and the administrative administration um, put in place. The f- federal tax holiday or something like that, right? Yeah, to ease up. Um, on gas prices for Americans. I don't know. I, I haven't been studying it too much, but I just, people are saying that's going to go back up. And hopefully by the time this tax holiday ends, they have found a good remedy to keep these prices down because over here in uh, the DFW area is almost pushing 469 or something like that, 470, whatever, which is freaking crazy. <laughs> but, It says that Joe Biden reportedly set 5 million barrels of oil to Europe and Asia in June, even as U.S. gas prices hit a record high. And that's from a Yahoo Finance. Jeez. Jesus Christ. How about we take care of our problems at home, please? Here's this uh, story. Sex offenders will be treated with chemical castration in <laughs> Thailand. <laughs> what does that even mean? Maybe they won't be able to have a penis and even if they surgically tried to get a penis the chemical would block them from 
I'll tell you a bit more. Sex offenders <laughs> will be offered chemical castration in Thailand in a bid to cut down reoffending after lawmakers approve the controversial pr- procedure. Criminals who are considered likely to commit more sex attacks after the release will be given the option of injection, which lowers their testosterone levels in return for a reduced prison sentence. The procedure will require the approval of two doctors and the offenders will be, uh, will still be monitored for 10 years and made to wear a, uh, electronic bracelet. So they're going to, uh, lower, <laughs> they're going to lower their testosterone levels. I don't know why I'm laughing. That uh, sounds, uh, interesting. I mean, Dude, that does sound interesting. Is that but is that why sex offenders are sex offenders because they're just horny all the time? Well, this would probably prevent them from having the urge to engage in sexual activity because the higher testosterone, typically the more libido you have, and when you limit someone's testosterone, the urge to even engage will will uh, be you know be sort of uh, right cut down. But a that's not to say that people with high testosterone levels are sex offenders because they're not. No, no, no. They just have uh, higher sex drive. So, which is, that's odd. That is weird. <laughs> um, that's, that's just crazy. I watched a bachelorette yesterday night. I know you don't watch a bachelorette, but no, um, I don't. It's interesting this season. There's two, so there's two females there. They met, I think 32 guys last night. And um, it's uh, Gabby and Rachel, and they met 32 guys. So Rachel is more of a, she's like of like a funny kind of laid back, like, you know, goofy kind of girl. Mm-hmm. And then Rachel's a, a bit more serious. And this is the first time the Bachelorette is doing it with, to generally is like one girl mm-hmm. who's dating 30 men or 30 men in the beginning and then they cut the process and stuff like that um oh wow so now it's two girls so it, it's kind of it's an odd thing but it's kind of interesting to watch still um so if you're watching the bachelorette you know i think the first impression rose came out this is spoiler alert if you haven't watched it go ahead and uh, mute this right now but um, Rachel gave her impression, first impression rose to Tino, I think it was. And then um, Gabby gave hers to, I think it's Maury, Maury something like that. Um, anyway, it's an interesting concept, though. I'm looking forward to the season of The Bachelorette. How did they get chosen for a show like this? I think you just, a lot of you just audition. Oh yeah, yeah. You just audition if you're a single bachelor, if you're a single bachelorette. You just audition and you go on the show. What do you think the pay is like for those actors and actresses? That's a good question. I don't know. Probably like a stipend or anything or something like a, a small amount of. Is that a big show? Do people watch it? Oh yeah. So it's probably a good chunk. I mean, it's been on for like twenty years, I think. Oh okay. Something crazy like that. I do get good pay then. Yeah. There's a big market cap on that show. I mean, I don't think they get good pay. Because most of them, I think, go for the publicity. Right? Oh, to get their face and name to, out there. Right, because I'm assuming a lot of them want to be on TV and stuff. Shit, I would do it if it's, you know, I mean. But that's the thing. This That's the thing with this love show. Like, some of these, like, I would say Gabby and Rachel, and maybe they don't, but I, I would assume maybe they're looking for actual love. And then they may get they may they may get some guys who are just there for the publicity, you know? They're not really looking for love. They're not really looking to... Uh, get engaged to to them at the end of the show. So, 
Not sure if going on a show would be the best way to find a soulmate, but... I would do it. You never know, just because you don't know the intentions of what the other person is trying to do. You don't know... For Personally, for me, when I think of a show like this, none of it would be real to me, and I would just be just putting playing my role and using my role, and that's it. I wouldn't be trying to look for anything more, get serious out of it. I would be trying to enhance my career, I guess is what you could say. Your TV career? Yeah, like I wouldn't be trying to find my soulmate on a show like that because I would be solely focused on enhancing my career. So I'd play the role I got to play, whether it's a douchebag or whatever, and that's it. I wouldn't try to find a love. And I think there's people like that, which is sad because I think think they should go on there to find love. Like you're going on there, go find love, you know? I guess, but like I said, I don't... Like, if you want to go on TV career, like, I, w- I want to do Big Brother to increase my, um, to, like, have more publicity and stuff, you know, spot the market the podcast, do whatever I want to do, but that's a reality TV show. I also can win 750K at the end of that TV show, so it's a competition show, so if you want to increase your publicity, why don't you go on something like that instead of going on this love show? Which one's more popular? Ooh, that's a good question. I think they're both equally popular with different audiences, of course. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't do a show like Survivor or anything like that because I can't survive. But like, Big Brother is not. I, I love Big Brother. I wish you would watch Big Brother. Because we, uh, we'd have I just got done with about. Billions, and I'm looking forward to getting back into uh, Peaky Blinders and the guy. The, I think it's called The, the Guys. That superhero show off Amazon, whatever that is. The and boys. The boys. The boys. Yes, the boys. Heard really good things about the new season. And then um, my wife and I are still working our way through the Marvel series. So we actually, so it's funny because um, I remember she was, you know, she was saying like, oh, you know, like watch too much TV or play too much time on a screen. Well, lately it's been two Marvel movies a week. And That's I'm good. so happy. Like, I love... You used to play a lot of PS5. Yeah, it's it's cyclical. I can see myself getting back on PS5. Um, or soon. PS4 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like... The more I'm invested into, like, baseball season, the more I play. Oh, uh, so is that seasonal? Yeah, I don't play oh, okay. many other games except for uh, baseball stuff. My so. mic is falling. Yeah, I mean... Oh, and I when the new Call of Duty comes out, I will probably play the campaign mode on that one. There's a new one coming out this year, so... Did you not get Vanguard? What's Vanguard? I think that was the last one. I didn't get the Vanguard. I got the one before Vanguard. Whichever the new Modern Warfare is, I'm going to get that. And I'm definitely going to play the campaign on that. And then I stopped playing. I like those cam- yeah, I, looked, I like those yeah. campaigns too. $60 worth of fun, I guess. Um, But yeah. But if you're watching, let me go back to Big Brother real quick. Man, Daniel, who's the HOH, is so easily influenced. It's insane. <laughs> he's so, so the reason Big Brother is so fun to watch because you can see how people manipulate other people. And I, I think that's the fun in it, you know, because they're all trying to play, like, political games. I think you would be a good contestant for Big Brother, I think. Maybe, but I think my wife will enjoy that show. Yeah? She'll like a show like that. I, I, we should all watch it. Maybe we can watch a rerun later on today. We're going to watch Thor. No, not Thor. Captain America Winter Storm or whatever that is. Okay. IMDb gave that one a solid review. I would love to have maybe just an hour of your time and maybe we can watch it. Maybe. Big Brother. 
just real quick, just just like a pilot. Let's see if you guys like it. If you don't, within the first 15 minutes, we can turn it off. No, you got to give it more than 15 minutes. You got to give it one episode, you know. And it's okay if you don't like it. Okay, we'll see. I don't like the we'll see part of it. It doesn't sound very convincing, you know. It's a good show. You would like it, and you would probably be a good contestant. And you know what would be fun? If we both audition for the show, we go in there and and we're just like, hey, we're both auditioning, but we're going to go into the house. We're going to act like we don't know each other, and then we're going to play the entire house and then win 750K at the end of the day. That sounds, I'd, I would do it. I would I would do it for the for the interaction. Like I would like to get on TV and do something like that. Dude, I, you would be a great contestant for it. But, but uh, you got to watch it to see what it's about. How many people do you audition against? You know what I mean? Like, what's the competition look oh, like? Oh, something. Well, like it's that. TV. There's going to be tough competition at the end of the day. I don't have a know? TV face. It's not really well, something. You know, that I, I do, you know, I, I don't either. But I listen. You put me on TV, and I'll give you one hell of a show. I, I have enough confidence to say that. I'm meant to be on TV, actually. I, I do believe it. So. No, I can see that. Merry I Christmas. can see you on TV. I could see you running for political office as well. I, I think your I think your face is probably better meant for the television. I think I could see you on TV too. No, I would talk. That would be very. But I very don't think you want the you don't want the um, attention like that. Yeah, meaning like that attention. I just I don't. I don't. Would really you be okay with this? Is the thing. I'm okay with not looking at comments. Like I can put myself on and I can throw myself out there and I won't look at comments. Um, but I think you're a con- you like looking at comments, right? Yeah, I, I I like reading to see what people what's what's on people's minds, but I don't I just don't like putting myself out there that big. Like you, for me, because people are going to talk. Channel, people I are going to talk crap about you if you go on TV. Every like, there's gonna you have to accept the fact that fifty percent of people are going to love you, fifty percent of people are going to hate you. Oh, I mean, I'm not even worried okay about that because okay. I get some shit on my YouTube channel anyway, so it's like whatever. I don't. Oh, okay. I literally just. I, I comment back to them and I comment like just like either correct them or either just leave it alone. Just like their comment. Like it doesn't I don't really feel the need to blast back. OK, it's whatever. Fair enough. And I think I can handle that. Well, I don't know. I've never been put in that position. I think I can handle the hate fine because I just it won't bother me. Um, what bothers me is hate coming from people that. I know and then know me. That that mostly bothers me because you actually know me. <laughs> yeah, just wait till you run for office. But strangers hating on me, whatever. Go hug a tree. You know. Yeah. That's what suck I say. my balls. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you run for office, if you run for office, if I run one for day, office, I don't well, know if I, look the political the thing. thing. The public. Ugh. Your friends might not be on board with you. I, I yeah okay cool go hug a root I don't care. Suck my balls. <laughs> I'll, I'll say what I believe, and then if you guys agree with me, great. If you don't, great. I don't care. Dude, I may not I'm run the for same office, exact so way. Like, I, like, in the sense that I don't think I would be able to do something like that, and not because, like, I don't think I would be able to, uh, um, like, do well in it or whatever, but I feel like politics is already very di- divisive, and I would hate to divise my <laughs> Like it's like my friend group is already very divided on the way that uh, we think, and um the um kind of like the it's typically like me versus like everybody. So, and it's just friendly talk. It's nothing serious. So who cares, right? But like, <laughs> imagine if you actually run for office 
And I would just feel like it would just cause a lot more diversion. Like people get very divisive. I feel the same way. Though, and I'm just like, damn, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would want to do something like that. Cause and you became more political when you entered law enforcement. No, no, because of you. I didn't, not even oh. because I, I didn't give a <laughs> shit about politics. And to be honest, I do still to a certain extent, but I stopped being so vocal about it because at the end of the day, nobody gives a crap about what right, you think. Exactly. So I'd rather show you the cool shit I'm doing, like going to restaurants or like going traveling or whatever, as opposed to tell you like, oh, here's my belief on this. Like, well, I don't care, like whatever. No, yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with if that. If we get into a discussion, I do though, share you will my political opinions on uh, my political tiktok i used to have a political podcast i don't really do that much may circle back around to it um but political tiktok at 21 politics 21 politics and it's very i would say more on the conservative side um just because that's in the season of my life that's kind of where i'm at but um that's not to say that i disagree with some of the conservative i disagree with republicans i disagree with democrats so i'm i've always said i'm somewhere in the middle yeah there's uh there's this one um, political thing I was trying to research, but I forgot. And I was a, I'm gonna do it again now. Um, called the Libertarian Party, and this book I'm reading by a famous social psychologist. Um, uh, what's his name? Is it Arthur Brooks? Arthur Brooks. He's a famous libertarian, and um, it the the interesting thing is I'm reading his book. I love his book, but even when I've heard him on podcasts, a lot of the st- some of the stuff he said about economics and stuff like that, I actually really agree with. And then um, the, another podcast I listened to is a fitness podcast. I think one of the hosts is also libertarian. And I agree with a lot of the stuff he says when they talk about politics. So I'm trying to figure out like what this party is. Like I didn't, I'm like, I'm not that poli- political. I just know there's Democrats, there's conservatives, there's the green tea party or whatever, and there's independents, but I have to do more research on libertarians and see what that's. Uh, there's a libertarian. I forgot his name, but a lot of my friends and I in college kind of got behind that because we we when Clinton and Trump were running. Um, but it's basically are, uh, are they free market based? Do they believe in like a free market? Yeah, they believe in. I believe if I'm if I'm not forgetting, um, I believe they believe in capitalism. Okay. So they like okay, so that's good. capitalism. They don't like uh a whole lot of government involvement. Okay. Um, okay. No taxes. Like, I think they're big on like no taxes, you know, which could be a a bad thing because some taxes pay for public services, you know, like law enforcement. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so they're more on the no taxes, uh, capitalists. I think it's a capitalist society. Like they believe in capitalism. They were against shutdowns for yeah. COVID. Yeah. Which I was hugely. And, and the thing is, into i don't know i I believe in self-responsibility i don't know if green party or libertarian parties like that um i don't know what i don't know why i said green party i don't know if that was a green tea party um but anyway i believe in self-responsibility um being in government i don't like government involvement a whole lot in people's lives um just because government isn't very efficient or effective to be honest with you um it'd be pretty backwards too it's just weird it's just they're not very and gov- there's people who who live and die by what like cnn says and or fox news says or whatever the government comes out and says or or that doctor uh, uh fauci guy and i often think that um at what limits do you 
keep adhering to these strict and crazy and uh, restrictions and face masks being one of them, but whatever. I think a politician is more effective when they're very vague and they don't go down the specifics. Like you don't need the government to offer you guideline guidelines on how to live your life. You know, that's very micromanaging of a government or how far apart we should stand from one another. It's just, ah, Jesus. just kind of keep it vague. And, you know, I think politicians are there to protect us in some ways. It's, it's a weird thing. I don't know. I still have a lot to learn about the political world it's weird for me. I'm fascinated. I was fascinated by Barack Obama, and I was fascinated by by Donald Trump. So I, I'm fascinated by these two different guys, different characters, mm-hmm. um, and that's where I stand politically. Yeah, <laughs> you I don't think, know because I'm fascinated by both sides. Yeah, I think. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Go, go down that rabbit hole, but whoa, I'll do some more research. And learn about what this libertarian movement is about. They're going to become a libertarian. I don't know. (laughs) A lot of things that, uh, well, a few of the things that some of those guys are preaching, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I get on board with that. Yeah. And um, some pretty intelligent people. So, like, Arthur Brooks, very intelligent guy. So, I mean, he's a professor, too. I think he's a professor at Harvard. And, um, or whatever, so... We'll have to do some. I'll have to do more reading on it. Right now, um, yeah. I'll give it. I and try the problem, not to give the, too much of a the shit thing with politics. government too. The, something that just came to my mind that I disagree with is these laws that we're passing, these resolutions that we're passing. Um, when you get, you know, the president isn't reading a ten thousand page document that's that he signs into law. Mm. You know, and sends a billion of it to like some other country. It, it's stupid to me to pass laws with 10,000 pages. I mean, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. If I were president of the United States, I would say, listen, don't bring me any paperwork because I'm going to read it. I don't want anything more than 36 pages, okay? 36 pages is enough for me to read. It may take me two days to read through the entire thing, but I'm not signing anything. I'm not reading. So, And a lot of these legislators, that's what they do. They just sign stuff. They don't even know what the hell's in the in the package. They don't even know what the, what they're signing. They're just, as long as my... As my special interest group is their needs are being met, I'll go ahead and sign. And um, it, it's it's ridiculous what they do, and honestly, it's a disservice to the American people. But I will not read anything above three pages. It you must condense it. They they pass these lot ten thousand pages, twelve thousand pages. I think the of Amer- uh, America uh, uh, poor trees. Obamacare was like thousands and thousands of pages long. Like why do he? You know if you don't, I don't. So I'd like to think they're probably not reading that whole thing. No one's reading that I thing. I wouldn't read it. No one's reading that thing. I imagine it's, I'm assuming here, but I imagine it's just le- legislators, their staff, their people, just, you know, hey, guys, like, make sure you have your, your 20 pages in by, and they're going around, all 400 representatives need to throw 20 pages in there, um, make sure their special interests are being met. So it's, 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 it's stupid. It really is, and... I don't I don't believe wholeheartedly that as a group and there might be some good people in Congress, but as a group, I don't think that uh, most representatives are really looking out for the American people or their interests. They're looking out for themselves and their money and their power and their greed. And um, they ought to be ashamed of themselves. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt. Need more regular folk running for office. We sure do need more regular folk.
running for office. Um, young folks too, so that way they don't um, mess up reading a teleprompter. But whatever. What? It was like young folks too, so that way they don't mess up reading a teleprompter. <laughs> like, are you referencing Biden? Yeah. Uh, I don't even. I, I don't even know if he. Man, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's Biden. Oh, Joe Biden. I've got a game for us to play for you. Well, for you because I gotta. Knock it out. Someone's gotta play. It's a. It's a song game. Uh, so when we come back, we'll do that. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back. show on instagram and twitter because remember sharing is caring at tony gallo show you're listening to the tony gallo show yeah um all right so we're back um so i have this game for you but i was it was supposed to be a um kind of a, a different game i had to throw an audible here so sometimes when I'm studying or I'm doing trying to get work done, I listen to classical music. So I'm going to play a classical song for you here. And uh, we'll play maybe like 15 seconds of a song. And you got you to gotta guess the song title. Oh, okay. Got it? I don't know any classical music. No, 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 no. It's not classical. Oh, sorry. Let me, let me, let me specify. It's uh, pop, like pop hits. Oh, okay. Um, so for example, you don't have to get this one because you probably won't get it. Johann Sebastian Bach. <laughs> it needs to hit like the actual. Oh, I love this. I could read to this all day. Do you know that song? Not its name. But do you know who it's... Like, do you have a guess? No. See, I like to... uh, Oh, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift what? I don't know the name of the song, but now I know the lyrics are coming to me. Yeah, it's Taylor Swift, Wildest Dreams. All right, I'm going to play another. And you should know this one. I think you'll know this one. Here it is. Can you guess the title of that song? I know this song, though. Jesus, how do you not know this song, bro? I thought you really liked this guy. This is uh, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Oh, the love weekend. I can tell you, like, an artist, but I'm bad at songs. Oh, God, I love this video. I'm going to see it all right, let's see if you can get this one. Oh, 
This was by a very popular, by a very popular singer. I have no idea. It's Easy on Me by Adele. Oh. Dun, 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 let me hear. <laughs> Karaoke, here we go. Go easy on me, baby. I do love Adele. I'm drowning in this silence, baby. Let me in. Go easy on me, baby. I was still a child. Didn't get the chance. All right, I, let's let's try this one. See if you know this one. where it starts. Clock. Oh, come on. You know this one, bro. Come on. I got no idea. It's by the baby. What song is this? trying to find which one I want to do. songs from oh spotify but how do you f like what playlist are you listening to because this is pop pop sick pop goes classic oh, it's a good this is life-changing man pop i'm gonna add this playlist right now because this would be amazing yeah pop goes classic on spotify added Despacito Quiero respirar tu cuello despacito Deja que te diga cosas al oído Para que te acuerdes si no estás conmigo Despacito Man, that's a jam right there Yeah, that's a, that's a good uh, song Go to Mexican, we'll play that song Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
Let me see what else is on the list here that we need to discuss. You got anything? You got a filler over there? Filler? No, I think we talked about decent amount of stuff. Oh, I tried uh, 75 hard for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> 75 hard is... Not in this season of my life, at least. A cocaine shipment worth $83 million got delivered to a supermarket by mistake. Drug smugglers lost out on a shipment of cocaine hidden in crates of bananas after it was delivered to Czech supermarkets before they could be intercepted in Germany. The entire haul was eventually seized by cops when supermarket workers at different stores across the country started discovering the powder-filled packages in the banana crates. <laughs> That's insane. That's Somebody's crazy. pissed off that they just lost $83 million worth of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Someone is mad. You, I didn't know that the drug deal stuff was as big as um, in, in uh, Europe as it is here. Yeah, I guess so. But, yeah, I think drugs are pretty prominent um, all over the country. America typically always thought it had a worse, but, um, yeah, it's wild. But we just got um, we just got a roof replaced on our house. That's very exciting. <laughs> I've never been more excited in roofs. But... You've never been more excited about it. That's adulting right there, man. Adulting 101. I love looking at roofs. With the roof stuff. and That's fun. Um, but Yeah, I'm trying to find a uh, relationship advice story. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, I kind of want to read this. Some of these are, are kind of long, though. But uh, I don't know if they're ask, asking for advice here, maybe. Now that you're married, you probably have some good advice to give, right? No, uh, no. Okay, well, let's play the background game music here. Game music here. Um, so she said, I'm assuming it's a she. Uh, is there a name over here? All right. Well, this person said, I think I just found out my husband settled for me. I know. Don't go looking for things you don't want to find. But I did, and I regret it so much now. I found messages between my husband and a friend. It's from the first six months of our dating. Here are some what the messages said, because she put in quotation marks. I don't feel like she engages me in a way that I should choose her over the many other great girls out there. Second message, I feel I am just repeating the same story I had with my ex-wife. Third message says, I don't feel physically attracted. She doesn't drive me crazy like other women have, but I like many other aspects of her being. Fourth message is, I was thinking of other women quite a lot lately, and I just thought something isn't right in this relationship with her. And the last one is, I am trying to pull away, but then she does the sweetest things for me. She uh, she goes on saying, I feel devastated and used. He stopped messaging this friend after a while and then committed to me. But why did he marry me if he felt like this? Is any of the love I thought we had real? He's been in a really mixed up season of life and i've supported him so much with job hunting education bills everything i am struggling to face the fact that our marriage is a farce and he's just in it because i do so many nice things for him if you found out your partner wasn't attracted to you after months of dating and kept feeling like they should break it off how did you cope what did you do especially if you're now married 
Well, um, that's rough. You need some sunshine. Username: You need some sunshine. Sounds like you need some sunshine. Yeah, that's rough. So basically, she's. She's, yeah, that's pretty deep too. I. This is the silver lining I see. You. These are messages from the first six months of them dating. Mm-hmm. So, I don't. I don't think he probably feels the same way. I mean, he married. He went into a marriage with her. Right. So, maybe in the very beginning there's uncertainty, but maybe he fought. He fell in love with you, like genuinely fell in love with you. I think it's. I don't know. I I think his love is greater than she thinks. What do you think? Yeah, po- probably. Because if it was that in the first six months, you would think that he would just break it off. You know what I mean? Like sooner than have to go through this whole big stage in life. Also, who keeps messages from that long ago? Yeah. Unless they recently just started dating and they got married real quick, which I, I don't I don't know what the uh, story is. Yeah, here. Yeah. Um, I do think though that this is th- these are messages from the first six months, and I, I don't know. Maybe you do have a conversation with your uh, husband now, husband, and I I don't know how how would you bring it up though? Like, hey, I was snooping through your phone and I found these messages. <laughs> I don't know how you br- I don't know how you bring it up. How like, you uh, have to? You probably should be honest though, and bring it up the actual way you found that stuff I don't know it's a um, maybe or you just don't bring it up <laughs> I do believe some things need to be communicated um, and if she's feeling some type of way if she f- if she feels like she's hurt I mean this is big that their love is not real um, I think there needs to be a conversation and you know really understand it now I do think, again, silver lining is this is six months into the dating relationship. I don't know how long they've been together, but um, you need some sunshine. If you're listening to this right now, have the conversation, but be subtle about how you bring it up. I don't know. I would. Um, who was a friend? Let's let's just say it was Jake. He was texting Jake about her or whatever. And we're like, hey, so how's your friend Jake doing? You know, are you still talking to him? And maybe bring it up that way. I don't know. Fair enough. That's that's a good way to bring it up. Subtle. Subtle, yeah. So I noticed that you and Jake were texting and... So you let it all out. <laughs> I was snooping on your phone. I mean, do you still... I would say, do you still feel this way, you know? Or do you not feel this way? I think he loves her. That's my opinion. Well, that's the relationship advice we have for... Um, what's her face? Uh, I need sunshine. She, I need sunshine. You need some sunshine. You're... We're very welcome. Thank you for coming to our show for that for that advice. You, I mean, she didn't, but she went and read it. And we just stole it from it's there. It's our show. It's our show. Um, so I'm going to continue to apply to other jobs here for the next week. And then we got work this week. Um, and then um, what else is going on? What you got going on, Sahash? Nothing. Just working. Planning our honeymoon. So. Where are you going? Do you know yet? Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Costa Ricaño. All right. So um, there's that. So I just requested those days off, by the way. Oh, yeah. See if any of them get approved or most likely probably won't. But sometime in the fall. Yeah. The end of September. The end of September. Okay. Uh, Well, there's that going on. And then um, 
I'll probably go on a bike ride today and I haven't done any sort of exercise today. It's just too darn hot out there, man. I swear. Uh, but I didn't feel like going to the gym either. But I'm pretty, because I'm trying to stay consistent with the gym. I mean, there's not a week goes by where I don't go to the gym at least once, you know? Yeah. Or twice a week, so. Um, I just got to stay more consistent with the with the dieting stuff. But I'm proud of uh, where I've, how far I've come from a year ago, honestly, because I did have, I've lost, I've, you know, kept 10, about 10 pounds off of the off of the body and you got to be healthy you know you just got to be healthy mm-hmm. That's good. so anyway thanks for joining us today thank you for a good show we'll see you hopefully next week right deuces yes share the show on instagram and twitter because remember sharing is caring at tony gallo show